Hello, I'm Dr. Caleb Upp from Corwell Health and Helena Voss Children's Hospital here with my colleague, Dr. Andre Bachman from Michigan State College of Human Medicine. We're going to talk about our review article in developmental medicine and child neurology uh, about Bachman-Bupp syndrome. And it really is a story of a rare disorder, the serendipity of science, and how collaboration really needs to happen. Uh, this all started with a patient that came to our clinic. She didn't have any hair. She had developmental delay. Uh, we did genetic testing and found the change in the ODC1 gene, but we didn't know what to make of it. And so it really kind of sat on the shelf, and we really didn't have anything further to make. And you sort of picked up the ball from there based on some work that you've been doing for a lot of years. That's right, yeah. So we, we were working with this particular gene called ornithine decarboxylase, or ODC1, uh, for probably 30 years now, and um, have been really studying the gene as well as the protein of it and its enzymatic activity. And we were giving a talk at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, Grand Rounds, and happened to talk about this gene in connection with sepsis and with cancer. And Dr. Bob uh, was in the audience and heard about it, and so that's how we uh, connected because uh, he had not heard before of that gene, and, and we didn't ever hear about a patient that had a mutation, and so we were very excited to, to further investigate that. So we uh, brought our patient back to clinic, we gathered some samples, we sent them over to uh, your lab to kind of look and see uh, what to make of this. Um, I think I'll always remember you talking about the mouse model that had existed uh, from the mid-90s, where mice had a similar change in the gene and they had lost their hair. Right. and you kind of started to look at the, the patient samples. Right, so it's, it's quite amazing that the mouse model was developed before a patient ever was diagnosed, and so that mouse model confirmed that uh, with the mutation, the mice lose their hair, and if you give the mouse a drug called difluoromethylornithine, or DFMO, which is an ODC inhibitor, uh, the mouse starts to regrow hair again. And that drug has been FDA-approved in the 1990s for African sleeping sickness, and in 1978, uh, the drug was actually synthesized. So it's an old drug, and we repurposed it. Yeah, and in rare disease, you don't get a lot of opportunity to discover things, let alone to, uh, to treat them. And so we, we, we worked with the FDA. Um, we got a single patient IND approved. We had uh, samples from our patient that you had treated in the lab that uh, it seemed like things uh, might be beneficial, and we gave the first dose. And within about a month, our patient started to sprout eyebrows and eyelashes and continued to make huge developmental improvements. Um, and over time, we've now been able to treat other patients um, with this particular uh, drug for this condition and seen similar really, really wonderful outcomes. Right. And what was really amazing is that this drug, uh, because it has been used in other clinical situations before, uh, was known to be very safe for use in children. And, and obviously, that's what you want to be. So we didn't know what the outcome is going to be, but uh, we were extremely surprised to see that the first patient started to regrow hair and, and also developmentally really, really improved. And um, so biochemically, what happens is that the drug inhibits the enzyme, ODC, and because this is a gain-of-function mutation, not a loss-of-function mutation, we're basically bringing the levels of putrescine and ODC levels, again, back to normal um, physiological concentrations, and, and, and that's what we observed also in the patient. And uh, there are 12 more patients now, I think, or 11 more patients, yep. uh, and three or four of them are already being treated with similar results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this pathway was known for Snyder-Robinson syndrome, but we certainly know that there are lots of other genes in the pathway, new, dis new disorders to be discovered, new potential treatments, 
Um, and this is something that we're now working on with our International Center for Polyamine Disorders. That's right. There's about 20 or so genes in the polyamine pathway, and we believe that there's a number of these genes may also lead to similar neurodevelopmental type of disorders, slightly different, not exactly, but, and we are trying to explore now uh, all those genes, also uh, with a new R01 that we just received from the NIH, uh, and that will uh, help us to further study other syndromes aside from Snyder-Robinson and Bachmann-Bopp syndrome. So we'd like to close by thanking uh, the folks on the bottom of the screen for all the support, certainly Corwell Health and also Michigan State University. And thank you for your time to watch our video.